Hello and welcome to Clamp, the Creating, Living, and Making podcast. I'm your host, Morley Kurt, and joining me as always is the mysterious Adam Mackey. Hello. And the giggly Grant Alexander. <laughs> Hello. Apologies for those uh, adjectives. I, uh, I was, uh, <laughs> it was the best ones I could think of in the moment. Oh, I like it. Well, um, Adam, what have you been working on? This hmm. past week or so, or, or so. I don't know. How long has it been? It's five days? It changes every week. It, no, it's, been, it's been a week. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's been a week. Um, well, anyone who follows me on Instagram will see that I cut up my workbench, which was uh, scary. Very scary. I, I've been wanting to do it for a while, but my first intention was to build a whole new workbench. So I cut a hole in my workbench to fit my table saw. And then at the other end, I'm going to cut the end off and make it um, flip. So I'm going to put the planer on, so it'll flip on the bottom of the table of the workbench. Um, the flip top table cut's cool, but like it takes up so much space that I really could do with. And I feel like having it built into my workbench. I used the table saw yesterday for the first time since it's been in the workbench, and it was so much better. Nice, because like the workbench is like an outfeed, so like I don't have to worry about you know. It's going to fall off the back and, and all that sort of stuff. And Now yeah, you might so actually really enjoy your table saw. Yeah, I think uh, it definitely needs a new blade. And, um, of course, I'd like to upgrade one day. But but the problem is if I upgrade, um, I know that a new table, like no matter any other table saw would not fit in my workbench. I'll have to build a new workbench. Mm. But that's fine. Um, cutting up the workbench, though, like it wasn't until today that I realized that now I can't sell it. <laughs> which I probably could have sold it for a bit of money before because it was a good workbench, but yeah, you know, whatever. Just, and here, then when um, you when you get a new table saw, just sell your workbench with the table saw, and then it's a whole. A whole yeah, I could thing. do that. Hmm. Um. <laughs> uh. What else? Oh yeah. So the um the circular saw didn't cut all the way through the table saw uh, through the workbench. It left like half a centimeter on the bottom. So I got the recycler, the, oh, the sawzor out and was using that to cut out the rest of it. And then that blew up on me. Oh, so that was fun. How yeah. many routers is that? That's uh... yeah. so three routers and a reciprocating saw now. Oh, okay. And they're all uh, Ryobi. No, oh. no, only they only, they only Ryobi one is the um, reciprocating saw. <laughs> so I'm going to, and that's my fault. Cause I was using a pretty dull blade. Because it was the only one I had that was long enough, and I probably pushed a bit too hard. But I'm going to message Ryobi and and see because I got it in the um, contest, like in when I won the the um, contest on Instagram. So it didn't come with warranty. Oh, that's. But I'm going to message yeah, so I'm going to message Ryobi and see if they'll honor honor warranty because like yeah, it shouldn't come with the extended warranty, but it should still come with some sort of warranty, I would think. Yeah. So, so um, if I if I mistakenly yeah. said router when you said circular saws because I was was reading what Grant was writing in the Google Doc, but if you said blow up, uh, define blow up. Like, w- what exactly happened to the reciprocal? So it saw? just it just got like really sluggish and then smoke started coming out of the oh, motor. Oh yeah, I've yeah. been so there. i I used my uh, my Dewalt, uh, and by mine I mean I don't know it came with my house uh, Dewalt <laughs> reciprocating saw to cut down all of the trees in my backyard. Like I had like 30 yeah. uh, cedar trees that I cut down with it and it didn't blow up. So let's oh, yeah. just, let's well, just go back to the the thing we talked about, about Ryobi being just about as good. <laughs> All right. Well, let's also say though that I've had, had the thing for a year and I have put it through its paces. I too have cut down tons of trees and stuff with it. Right. Mine came with my house, so I don't even know how old it is. <laughs> But it is a corded one. I don't know what it is about corded ones. Mm. They seem to last mm. way better than yeah, yours is a cordless probably one. Because right? I think corded, yeah, because like, well, all of our AB tools now are brushless as well. So there's probably that element to it. Yeah. I'm sure that probably, yeah. But I would think the yeah. brushless would make it um, longer. Uh, I don't know exactly about the motor technology, but. That's a whole nother topic oh, okay. that I could talk to you about <laughs> because I worked in a hobby shop when I brushless motors came out. We should do that for a topic. Mm. But 
another yeah. time. Like, and the whole uh, to combine that in with lithium batteries versus nickel hydrate versus NICAD. Wow, I'm pumped. Yeah, not, I'm not going into it, but my drift car is brushless motors. Anyway, um, I also hit 300 subs yesterday, so that was cool. Woohoo! Yeah. Oh, you know what? Yeah. I almost. All right, so I I have a trumpet on the uh, bookcase over oh, here. Do you guys li- do you guys listen to Reclaimed Audio podcast? No, not yet. Yeah. It's on my okay. list of ones to listen to. Tim Sway will do a little like da da da. I don't know if he does it with a trumpet or a soundboard or what, but because this is our episode twenty, apparently the episode that makes this a a real thing, I wanted to do the little like da da da, but I forgot to take the trumpet <laughs> down. But Adam, also congratulations for that. I would have done a trumpet for that Thank as you. well if I had had it. Hmm. Um, the other thing, sorry, the other thing I got a sports bar for my ute and I, I didn't put that in there because I want to talk about the sports bar. When I went to mount the sports bar, there's no mounting in the ute because it didn't come with one. So I had to make my own, um, things up and I got off one of my mates. I borrowed, it's a, like a nut cert riveter. Have you heard of those? I'm assuming you would have because of your racing heritage stuff. But um, yeah, so what it is, it's like a pop rivet. But imagine the pop rivet has threads inside of it that you can then thread a bolt into. That's um, So the nut yeah, so thing cool. is super cool. What is so a sports cool. bar? Because I really thought that's oh. a place you go to w- watch sports and drink. That was two. <laughs> I think that was two Australianisms in one. Okay. Yeah. And sports bar. Because yeah. it's just pickup truck, right? <laughs> it is now. Yeah. It used to be car truck. Like an El Camino yeah, yeah. was so a Ute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've talked about this. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, we call so like a Ranger would be a four by four Ute, and then like a Ford Falcon Ute would be a Ute. Um, so anyway, sports bar. So you know when you see the bar that on the back tray that goes up and over the window. And then there's two more bars that come from a bit further back that go up to that sort of like a roll bar. Okay. That's a, yeah. that's a sports bar. My, What's my the first of one. Uh, well for me, the function is for stuff to, somewhere to tie down. Like I can put lumber on it and then tie down to it. Um, but some people call them roll bars, but I, I think some people use them as roll bars when they go like four driving in the bush and stuff. Gotcha. Yeah. So there's that plus you can you mount lights on them. So they're like out of combined yeah. mounting and think my Tyco Eliminator, like the one of the first remote control cars I ever had, had one of those. So if anyone mm. wants to Google what a Tyco Eliminator is, um, you can see a really cool car with or truck with a with a <laughs> sports bar. Sports bar. Sports bar. <laughs> the place you go and drink and well, watch sports. Yeah. So I got it off. Oh, that looked painful. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, for those for those <laughs> listening, Grant just need his table. Yep. <laughs> he's oh. doing the he's doing the Peter Griffin <laughs> like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like the show must go on. Keep going without me. <laughs> yeah. So um, so my pop in law got a 2019 model Ranger and and it's off his. Like he gave it to me. Um. So there's a bit of fiddling to get it to fit anyway. Um, but because it because he got top of the range model, it's already got all the lights and everything built into the actual oh, bar. Nice. So yeah. Nice. Sweet. Uh well, what about you, Grant? What have you been up to since well, we last spoke? I have been working on a secret collaboration with another YouTuber. Um very he's vague. a Yeah, I know. I wanted to keep it vague. So I did post something in my uh stories about it with the guy's logo. So uh I, I'm, I'm, I won't tell you guys exactly what I'm doing, but I'm working with FFD. Um, it used to be called Find, Fix, Donate. Uh, he's, uh, he's a YouTuber that mainly does uh, restorations, and all of his restorations are done with hand tools only. So if wow. he needs to sand something, he sands it with oh. sandpaper. And he does, oh, like, no. he does so many knives. But he does have a hand-powered, like a crank-powered uh, grinding wheel. But there's a lot of hand sanding. So uh, it's really cool. So he's uh, he sent me something secret, and then I'm going to send him something secret back. And then one day, and, and this has been going on for a while, and I just I just suck, and I've and I'm sorry for to to him to Boris. Um, I suck at it. I'm pretty sure he's a listener, 
And so, yeah, I'm working on it now and we'll hopefully get it done. Uh, and I'll, I'll probably, uh, once there's more to say about it, you guys, the listeners here will be the first to know. (laughs) Just, Uh, just quickly to go back on what you said. So you said he has a grinder, but it's hand cranked. Yeah. That's no better than sand, sand, than hand sanding. I think it, I think it is because he uses it all the time. Like, it's kind of like, you know, you could have one of those like drills that go like this or a drill that goes like this. Yeah. So like, I don't know, the the brace versus the egg beater. So one's going to go way faster. Mm. Like the the egg beater goes way faster, but they're both hand drills. So it's kind of like, I don't know. It seems like the hand cranky thing works way better. The other thing is he swaps out the little grindy stone for a polishing stone or for a polishing uh, pad. And he can get the, you know, stuff looking real shiny. Hmm. Anyways, if you're not already following him, you should be. But uh, he's been exploding on YouTube. I think when he first messaged me, I think he was at like a thousand subscribers, and now he's at uh, ten thousand. So nice. you said it's FFD. Yeah, FFD. Sweet. Find, fix, donate is probably easier to find him under. But uh, I think he's kind of shifted channel to to FFD. Um, But, yeah. Uh, And the other thing I did, in case anyone hears any echoes in the office, is that I took the carpet out of my office. And, uh, yeah, so it might be a little bit echoey. I tried to work on that. I I hung up some blankets and stuff uh, per the, the... uh, Dave Swiduck and Vincent Ferrari uh, advice that I got on how to make a uh, how to how to make my my office less echoey. But uh, I took out the carpet because one, it was all stained uh, because I did some wood staining in here and spilt on it, and two, it was really annoying to roll around on it with my chair. Um, that's yeah, that's a good reason. Hmm. Roll, yeah. b- rolly chairs on carpet is pretty pretty horrible, and I've. For the viewers at home, which there are none, I also set up a second uh, computer station behind me uh, for my work computer. And so I want to be able to just roll from one to the other. Um, and that was, and on the carpet, it was just really frustrating. And so I just uh, took it out and didn't realize how one cold it would be and two uh, echoey. <laughs> so I immediately regretted that. Oh, no. <laughs> You could put in some like like speed carpet, like the office uh, style carpet. Probably not. Yeah, it's probably so. I was like the little like the stuff for offices is like super expensive for some really? reason. I wouldn't expect that. I think it's, it's probably cheaper just to put some board, some um, sound boards up. Well, but that doesn't help the cold feet. Maybe we'll do a pallet wood floor. Yeah, slippers. Okay, uh, maybe we'll do pallet wood floor. Yeah, pallet wood floor. I'll take oh, okay. uh, Paul Jackman's. Mm. No, nah, I can't. I I hate finding pallets. I hate doing pallets. I hate everything. Like I love the idea of it, but I hate that I don't have enough time in my shop to make it worthwhile. But uh, I think I'm just gonna go put some vinyl click flooring down, and that'll hopefully help cool. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Full show. How wow. about you, Morley? What have you been up to? Well, I've been a I've been a pretty busy bee during my quarantine so we we, we're not recording exactly a week after the last one it's been like five days or so so i am now just rounding the one week mark mark of uh two weeks so the gnome belt is almost finished um i got all the gnomes carved um i'm gonna do some kind of like celtic style 3d printed stamps uh for her initials to kind of fit in with that whimsical gnome aesthetic so i haven't printed those out yet but um I'm really excited to see like how well it captures the detail of the vines and stuff in the embossing. Um, yeah, so that's going pretty so you, well. You carved the gnomes, right? Yeah, each from gnome what I saw. Card. Yeah. So how come you get to do a stamp for the initials and not carve it? Um, I just think for lettering, um, it looks better generally if it's stamped. Actually, I guess. That's actually kind of a good point because the lettering I'm going to go with is re- like organic looking and is something I think could look yeah. pretty good carved. Um, but 
actually now now you're making me rethink it (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i i might carve it actually after all but i have been i think the reason i thought of doing that is because i have been doing some um 3d printed stamps for lettering yeah um so i kind of had that on the mind but you know that's a good point it made me made me check myself yeah before you wreck yourself yeah uh yeah and that other thing (laughs) the other thing i've been doing um the reason that that was on my mind is because I've been making these um, phone stand keychains. Uh, I've made a few of them in the past uh, for friends and as a couple little commission items. I got the idea from Ethan Carter, although as he always likes to remind me, it was not his design originally. Um, but I've been doing some little embossings on these. So they say, you are awesome on the bottom and have like my a little version of my logo on the vertical part. Um, I'm planning on putting these as like another Patreon reward on my personal Patreon. So like currently at like my $5 one, it's, I'll do a, uh, an animal patch for people, but, um, this is a, this is going to be another option, but yeah, these are, I'm really pumped about these. I got like a really solid production method down. It's fun to like really get that process down if you're making a bunch of something. And I feel like these are something I can really, uh, optimize nicely. So that's why the uh, embossed lettering was on the mind. Yeah, they, they look cool. They look like once you have a, a pattern down of how to make them, they're pretty straightforward. Like you could really crank them out. Yeah, for sure. Um, and uh, yeah, because I've made like four of them so far and each before these. And then with the last one I made, I converted that into a 3D printed template. So I can run my knife right along the template and get it all carved out. Hmm. Yeah. Um, but the 3D printer has been working hard the past few days because I've been working on this guy. And again, the viewers at home, none of which can see. Uh, this is a stack of wood PLA coasters that I've been working on. Nice. Uh, so for those not in the 3D printing world, they make PLA, which is one of the common plastics people 3D print with. And they mix in all sorts of different fibers whoa sorry sorry <laughs> grant you're a mess today <laughs> actually i've actually been drinking trying to drink less if you can believe it so <laughs> well, maybe that's why <laughs> yeah probably it's like the jitters from <laughs> anyways Which so um the um anyways this i i printed these with pla which is a plastic that is in Bued with wood fibers so it's like a wood plastic um what's the word not polymer um hybrid there's a better word for it but that word's escaping me right now um so they're kind of they they're they're kind of like half wood half plastic they have this really nice matte texture um they don't really fe- they feel somewhere between plastic and wood um hmm. So yeah, I'm pretty pumped with these. I we have no coasters are in our apartment except for the free ones that Sticker Mule has sent us, and I'm always searching <laughs> for random pieces of paper uh, to futilely wow. guard against rings. So I'm pretty happy with these. I will be making a video on them, which probably will go out. It will definitely go out before uh, this episode comes out. So put that in the show notes. And I've been working on another video. Uh, which is actually a collaboration with Ryan, the guy I host Into the Spotlight with. So I mentioned it a few weeks ago, but I made him a tripod strap. So he now has it, and he's filming the uh, beauty shots for that. It was uh, interesting hearing you guys talk about it on Into the Spotlight. I thought you guys were like trying to be a little bit coy because you, yeah. you guys had like a guest cancel last minute or something, and you had an extra Ryan and Morley uh, episode and you guys were talking about your little collaboration there and he was talking about like trying to film himself yeah. i think and trying to like direct himself i just thought it was interesting to to hear someone who has obviously like he's done a whole documentary on on the the cla- like people who make content like content creators mm-hmm. i guess you could call them if you wanted a nicer way of saying it than people who make content i he um, used the words creators <laughs> yeah uh so and then he's obviously done like a bunch like film work is his thing. And then him talking about how like being in the other side of the camera was so different. Uh, was just a really interesting perspective to get. Yeah. And um, I haven't seen 
his footage yet. So he has, I finished my part of the edit, sent it off to him. Um, I know he's done a bunch of filming, but I probably will be getting that from the next couple of days. And by the time you listen to it, hopefully I will have that video out as well. Nice. Um, so it's cool. I'm, I'm super pumped about it. He is a very talented um, filmographer. And like you said, he hasn't been in front of the camera as much as he has been behind it. So it's it's definitely a learning experience for him, but he's really excited about it. Um, so as the guys on the Modern Maker podcast say... There's a good chance I'll be dropping a deuce this week, putting out two videos. Ooh, I, I, I'll, this is a whole podcast we can talk about, but like dropping a deuce, I've always realized is something I should never do because I'd rather just save the one video for the next week. Mm. I've because then like a consistent not like just spacing them out just so that my viewers see I'm I'm a, even if I'm not consistent I'm at least not like shotgunning them because I find that when every time I've ever dropped a deuce I've found that I've got less views on both videos than I <laughs> normally would. So can just, we stop saying dropping a deuce? <laughs> so, you know what? That's some advice you didn't ask for. Ooh, well, I mean, since you brought it up. Uh, that was, that was what we were going to talk about this week. So speaking of advice we didn't ask for as makers on YouTube, Adam Grant and myself, uh, we tend to be the, on the receiving end on a lot of unasked for advice in the comments section, um, and what have you. And that's not always meant in a malicious way. I think a lot of times people think, they are giving constructive criticism or they're being helpful, but um, it's, it's a tricky area. And I think it, I think it involves a bit of diving into because I think constructive criticism definitely has a place. Um, but also something can be said for not giving advice unless it's asked for. So I, I don't know what you, what thoughts you guys had about that. Well, especially giving advice, like telling Grant to put the blade, the blade cover on his table saw and, <laughs> yeah hey, only- that's, that's the one comment that he's ever got from Jimmy Durst <laughs> yeah pretty much from Nine Fingers Jimmy by the way um, Ooh, who is then also later become like eight and a half finger and or eight and three quarters I don't know <laughs> what he did but he cut another bit of his finger off again With a little bit of, a little bit mm-hmm. of laser yeah um, I so this came about as one of the answers slash questions last week, if I recall correctly, as something we wanted to kind of dive into a little bit better, right? Mm, sure. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't it like I, that's what I thought it was? Um, no, no, doesn't oh. matter. <laughs> well, we'll just roll. Okay. Sorry, just trying to relate it back to our previous episode where we answered your questions. Um, I've always felt like, like, and this is, I'm really bad at giving unwanted advice and I'm really bad at receiving unwanted advice. You mean like you think you give unwanted advice too much? Oh yeah. All the time. <laughs> okay. All the time. <laughs> like it's definitely one of the, my worst traits is that I can't help myself from seeing, I see the path. I see oftentimes I, I see a really good path may not be the best path, but I always see a good path. And I tell people, this is the way you should go. Hmm. And people go, hmm, I don't think that I should make a post on Instagram or, uh, <laughs> or you know, whatever it is. Like, I, I feel like I've, I've got well thought out. I've thought a lot in my head about something. And then I tell someone, hey, you should do this X, Y, or Z. I don't know why I'm really good at giving advice when it's not asked for. Um, and people don't listen to me. And I... I don't really care if they don't listen to me, but uh, I know that when I get unwanted advice, I go, well, who are you to tell me what I'm supposed to do? Mm. So I'm bad at it both ways, but I think it comes down to on how uh, advice is, is one given and how it is and when it's asked for. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So like, I think I'm really bad at asking for advice. Um, And I think sometimes Mm. I want it, but I won't ask for it. And I think that's just a matter of me needing to grow up a little bit and become a little like not so 
afraid of someone telling me something that like I don't want to hear or afraid that it'll like corrupt my own process. And I think that's also a matter of becoming more like confident in myself, like as I get older and more experienced and everything else. Um, but sometimes I'm I, know, like, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I'm like, I kind of, some, sometimes someone comes out of the blue and gives you some really good advice. You're like, Oh wow, that was really great that they gave it. But sometimes someone leaves a YouTube comment, which is like, I have been a leather crafter for 10 years and let me list the 10 things that you are doing wrong. I'm like, thank you. You clearly don't get the point of this video. <laughs> right. Mm. And so that's a good point. And this is what I just wrote down is that advice after the fact, it's like, Oh, you just built that, that your front door. You just built that. And well, I wouldn't have done it that way. I wouldn't have used DAP. Uh, I can't remember whatever this, the, the caulking that i used the the amount of people that told me that that was the wrong caulking to use even though it's like literally labeled exterior caulking they're like that's no good it's garbage i'm like what do you want me to do i've already done it (laughs) (laughs) like like i'm not gonna go back and change it now i'm not gonna like i don't know well like youtube criticisms are like inherently non-constructive right because you've already done the thing like there's yeah. no going back. Um, I think it all depends on how it's interpreted though. Like, it, you know, someone could genuinely be trying to give advice. They don't think they're doing anything wrong, but then it just like through text, things come through so different. Everyone interprets everything different. Like I had someone commented on my flip top table cart saying that I'm going to um, cut my leg off or something by flipping it. Like, well, they didn't say leg, but I'm not going to say. Anyway. <laughs> I got it. Um, yeah. Your third, anyway, your so, third so leg. Like, yeah. So I, I took that as like them just making a joke. But the, in all reality, they could have actually been saying, you're an idiot. You're going to kill yourself. That, But that's how I interpret it. Someone else might have interpreted it as like him being an asshole. Right. I, I, so. Yeah. Mark down the thing so we can beep that out. <laughs> Oh, it's just a donkey. Ah, yes. Exactly. But, uh, and you know what? That's a really good thing to talk about. It's like, was, like, obviously that wasn't constructive criticism. And that wasn't advice either. That was just someone being that a jerk. That was clearly a jerk. Or a jerk. It was just someone either being a jerk or someone being, like, making a joke. And, and likely, if you, you know, it's, pro- it's more, most likely a, someone who is trying to be funny. Uh, but, well, I know who it was, and I know it was meant to be a joke. Oh, well, there you go. Well, then it, but it all makes but sense. if I didn't know who they were, though, it could be. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. But so I know. So we, Richard, who was the original third uh, member of this podcast before Morley, he put out a video where he was using up a bunch of his scrap wood to make a, a downdraft dust uh, thing for where when he's sounding. And he used up, like, the plywood ended up being in different grain directions when he made, like, the top. And he he must have commented, like, five times on the video about how, yes, we understand the plywood's in different grain directions and we don't care. It's scrap mm-hmm. wood. It's scrap wood. It's scrap wood, right? And I went, if you just painted it, no one would have noticed. And that was like my comment on it. Like, just paint it. Like, paint it white, and boom, it's no longer you can't see the grain direction and the wood changing every time. And I went once. Once Morley said this is the topic we're going to be talking about, I went, Jesus, I've I've been giving unwanted advice and <laughs> potential. Like it was obviously constructive criticism because he could now go back and paint it. And now every YouTube video later, then when he uses it, you're not going to see the grain direction switching on that panel that he glued up. But uh, it was totally unwanted or unasked for advice. I don't know if it wasn't unwanted, but unasked for. <laughs> but but again, it all depends how it's interpreted. Like he could turn around and go, oh, that's a really good idea. Like I should do that. But he could also turn around and go, no, I'm going to do it how I want. Don't I don't want your opinion. Right. So, you know, like I think it depends on what. Yeah, as you said, like constructive criticism, like like say how like Jimmy said for you to put the cover on your table saw, like he's saying that as in you should do that from now on. Like that's something that you can change for mm-hmm. the future. Mm-hmm. But I didn't. But if he, <laughs> no, but it, but it, but if someone commented and said like something that you can't change, 
you know, like you've cut it off. Like you, you full on cut it off and cannot put it back on. Right. Even better. Then what's you, the point? You use pocket holes. You should have used dominoes or you should have used dowels or, you know, like whatever it is. Yeah. Like it's done. If it falls apart, I'm the one who made it. I can probably make a new one. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the part I've always under, like I've never understood when people go, I think that's kind of weak. It might break. It might break. Not it will break. It might break. You go, well, thank you very much for your very constructive criticism, but if it breaks, I'm the guy who made it. I can probably fix it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I guess one thing I was also that made me think of this topic is not just like taking constructive criticism in YouTube comments, but like trying to figure out like when you can when you can legitimately give constructive criticism to someone. Because I sometimes see people on a certain similar path that I'm on. And I might see them making like it's the same mistake that I've made. But in my head, I'm thinking like, if I was in their position, I wouldn't want someone kind of like telling me what to do. Like, I think there's a certain amount of value in making some of those mistakes on your own. And maybe something that was a mistake for me might not have been a mistake for them. So I'm a, a lot of times very hesitant to give what I think might be constructive criticism, but then I'm also second guessing myself thinking like, Oh, like could I genuinely help this person by maybe pointing them in the right direction? That is a hard thing to think about because if you see someone like, if you're like, we're talking about going on our canoe trip Mm. and uh, if you saw someone, if you're in the parking lot unloading and you heard someone saying, I'm going to X Lake and that's the same lake you're going to and you head off and they go a different direction, do you go, am I going wrong or should I go back and tell them like, oh, hey, I think you might be going the wrong way? Or do you let them go paddle the wrong way for however long until they figure it out? It's it's one of those things. Or did they, did they want to, to explore the rest of the lake because they got there early and that was their plan, right? Yeah, I mean, that's a good Maybe point. they go into the shop first. Exactly. You don't always know what other people's intention are. Like they might not have the same goals as you. And so like, it's really opening a can of worms. If, if, if you really want to go the whole route of like, Hey, I'm not sure what you're trying to do, but this is what I it, like. It, it's not just a casual conversation that you can have sometimes. Like, um, that's why I think it's really like YouTube comments. What might, some people might think is constructive criticism is usually not taken as such is because you don't know the person. Like you have to have yeah. some relationship to have a real conversation you most of the time about constructive criticism, unless it's like very straightforward and like, Oh, next time you should try this. Like, all right, cool. Right. So I had a, so I built like a little plywood. I was trying to use up some of my maple plywood scraps and uh, I built this like shelf slash coat hanger thing. And in it, I show cutting up some plywood to make thin strips that I then steam bend to make into a shape that can contours to uh, the little like support section. And someone said, well, why didn't you just use that piece of maple you had to make the support? Then you wouldn't have needed the seam bend. And then his next sentence was, but then I guess you wouldn't have been able to play around with steam bending. Mm-hmm. Right. So as he was typing yeah. it out, he realized the goal of my video was actually to, or the goal of that project was to have fun steam bending. Like part of it was obviously. And the other part was built the coat rack thing, but uh, that's the, like his, he figured it out. Luckily during the conference, his own like internal thoughts went, you should have just made it out of maple, like a solid piece of maple. It would have, you wouldn't have had to worry about steam bending this piece. And then he went, but then you wouldn't have had the fun of steam bending this piece. And he went, was that your goal? And I went, that was exactly my goal. And thank you for realizing it. Right. Yeah. There's, there's also, there's a hundred ways to skin a cat. Yeah. You know, like there's the, and that's the thing is that people like they give advice because they think that there's only one way to do it. And that is their way. You know, it's, um, it's, you see it in workplaces all the time. Like go go to a factory where people work. People have worked there for twenty years, and then someone comes out of school that's read a book and tries to tell them how to do their job. 
They know what they're doing. They've been doing it for 20 years, but it's not the way that they're, that, that person's been told to do it. Right. Yeah. And, but, and, and just, it goes both ways on that. I was it just going to say that. Yeah. Uh, ah, yeah. yes. I finally got one in Morley. Uh, it goes both ways. Sometimes the people coming out have innovative solutions to something. And the, the people that are there just kind of go, well, I've been doing it this way for 20 years. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah. So there's both ways to that argument. And I think I see it. I see it working for the scenery shop. Like I, I hear the carpenters complain about the designers, and they're like, "Oh, why did they design it to be built like this?" I'm like, "Well, you guys have different goals. Like you, you want to do different things. Like we're worried about like building the set and doing it efficiently and making sure it all looks nice, and they're worried about the production. Like it's two separate goals, and sometimes that's why you butt heads. Because yeah." Hmm. But that's that goes to their intentions. And I think anytime you're going to give constructive criticism, you should try and figure out what someone's intention is. Yeah. Right? And it's and once you've figured out their intention, then you'll have a better understanding of why they did something. And then you can maybe help guide them to a potentially better solution. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Right? And I think that a lot of it comes down to communication. And people try and get – they're trying to show off that they're smart in their little comment or show off their like, I get it. Uh, I'm you know Not even like I'm smarter than you, but more like, hey, don't make these mistakes again. You don't need to. I've made them. Don't worry about it. But you know hmm. what? Everyone needs to make some of the mistakes. Like, I, I talk about I, – uh, Vincent was uh, talking about when I was on the podcast, he was talking about making a, uh, a, a cutting board with uh, the grain direction shifted at the end. So it had like a piece on the end that was in the other direction. And he went, mm. I think I've got, I've nailed this. And I went, you know, you, you'll learn. Everyone needs to learn this one the hard way. Wood movement. It's a thing. It's, it's glue can't overcome it. You know what's right? funny, Grant? When you mentioned earlier in the episode about like you not being able to stop yourself from giving advice like that, that was the situation I thought of. I remember yeah. hearing that. Like, Ice cold. Yeah. I, I, so you were. I mean, I don't. I mean, I'm not a woodworker. Or I wouldn't. I don't know about that type of woodworking, but you're probably not wrong. Right. But it's one of those. I am things. a woodworker, and I don't know about that type of woodworking. Well, I think you'd know. So you'd know like what a a breadboard end is, right? And the reason, they- yeah, yeah, but I don't know. I don't know much about wood movement. You, you probably know more than you think. But, uh, anyways, mm. it, you know what? It's it's you're gonna. It's one of those lessons you're gonna learn on your own. It's like every single toddler in the world has touched a hot stove mm. at least once, yeah. right? Yeah. Sometimes three or four times because they didn't learn their lesson the first time. But you know, it's one of those things that that they realize. Oh, I shouldn't touch this, even if it's black. Right? How many people have touched hot metal because they they thought it was now cool because it wasn't red anymore? Yeah. Right. It's one of those lessons that you know it's something you need to learn on your own. That's the way you're going to learn it. I'm I'm reading this book right now called um, Reminiscences of a Stock Operator, and it's um it's tales. It's it, it's like a memoir sort of thing about a stock trader in like the early 20th century from like maybe like late 1890s to the 1915s. Um, and it's a very like lauded book because most things in it are still relevant today because it's all about human nature and like those sort of things, different chain doesn't change. And it's, it's still, um, still widely recommended. Um, and one of the things he says in it is um, he's never upset about losing money when he learns something from it. He's like, I paid for my education that way. And if, if I lost this money and I learned something from it, then that's just what had to happen. That was the cost of me having to learn that lesson. And I think that's a pretty good point a lot of the time. But I think life is also a balance of learning lessons on your own and trying to avoid some really painful lessons through other people's wisdom. But you'll always learn better if you make the mistake yourself. I mean, that's just unavoidable. But you might learn better through other people's mistakes if you're searching to learn. 
Hmm. And I think that's what it comes down to, the unsolicited advice. You weren't looking for it. If you're looking for advice, you might learn. If you're not looking for advice, you're you're most likely going to say no thank you. And even Yeah, it's very rare that someone comes out of you out of the blue and is like, do this thing, and you're like, Oh, you're right, I should do that thing. Or you're it's so funny that up. that's how this whole thing started. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's such a throwback. Um, I want to touch on a couple of things that Grant said. So like 90% of the reason why people are makers is because they want to learn how to do new things and, and all sort of stuff. So when you try and tell people not to do something a certain way, like that's the thrill we get is learning by doing. Mm-hmm. So we need to do it to like, like me, I could, if you tell me how to do something, I'm not going to remember, but if I teach myself to do it by actually doing it, I'm going to remember. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's, you know, people need to learn from their mistakes. That's what human nature is pretty much. It's always a fun experience when like you read about doing something, you're like, I'm not really sure what they're talking about there. Then you make a mistake and then you go and read that thing again. You're like, oh, that's (laughs) what they meant. Right. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And then it's just, um, yeah. And the other thing, so you're saying how like people, um, some people like that they want to, make themselves sound smart. I have seen comments on people's videos where someone's saying, Oh, you should do it this way. And they are completely wrong. They have no idea what they're talking about. They're just trying to sound smart because they've watched that many YouTube videos of people doing it one way that they think that that's the way it's got to be done. And they don't realize that that person's doing it wrong, not wrong, but like, you know, mm-hmm. um, the, the problem is yeah. a lot of people think that they understand a situation and they don't. And and the big thing is like when we're showing a YouTube video, we do not show every single second that we're working on exactly something. So you might yeah. miss like Jimmy was talking about in the latest making it, how he didn't ground exactly. his bridge of whatever his guitar mm-hmm. or whatever. And it's like how many comments he got about it. And he was like, I didn't include the boring part of attaching a wire to another thing. Like, right. Because we don't show every single part because sometimes it's boring and we're trying to make it entertaining videos. Yeah. So your advice might be like, yes, I did that. Thank you. Right. So, yeah. so this and, the, is- and the funny thing is that David Prosciutto got the exact same comments because he didn't show grounding his bridge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this is basically like my biggest gripe with Reddit. Um, is you have a lot of armchair experts and people who are saying like, oh, they try to be, it's it's similar to Twitter, but it's different. People are trying to be very quippy in one sentence saying like, never do that thing. Like, oh, this is just another case of this thing. Mm. And most of the time they are taking zero nuance into account. They're just trying to have a comment that's going to be top rated and people will be like, oh my God, this person's uh-huh. so right. I'm going to build off of that. It's all about that comma. Yeah. And it's one of the things that makes the Reddit comment sections very entertaining, but not very productive when you're like legitimately trying to like share your work and have good conversation. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. And the most like Facebook and Reddit are the places where I've gotten trashed the most, but Facebook and Reddit are also where I've gotten a lot of, like I've learned a lot there. Yeah. Yeah. But you can do a lot of quick, efficient learning, like people pointing you in the right direction and things. But it's when you ask a question, you can learn. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to reiterate the point. I already get responses. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. Like asking, not giving unsolicited advice. What were you saying, Adam? I said I just stopped asking because I never get responses. <laughs> I, I I used to ask like questions at the end of my episodes and stuff, and like I I never get comments, so I just stopped. <laughs> right. So I used to. So that's a good thing to point out is that sometimes I've 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 actually asked for advice in in a in an episode or in a not an episode a, a video, and I've later forgotten that I asked for advice. <laughs> and then people are at, are answering the advice, and I go, "What the? Why are you? That comment doesn't make any sense, right? Like, because they're just answering the question when they hear it, 
and they're not re- like oftentimes uh, like if I'm going to answer a question in a comment, oftentimes what I do is in reference to that question you asked about what's the best way to spray paint a car. It's I would suggest doing this, right? Like, I don't know. I, I If you're going to give any kind of criticism, any kind of advice, try and be try and ask for it. Try and be explicit and try and like, like the biggest thing you can do in a comment is say, Hey, I I might know a better way of doing this. Do you want to know? And if they come back and go, Oh, I, yes, please. Then you'll give it. And if they go, Oh no, I was actually just doing this to try and learn. That's the fun for me. Then don't give it and be okay with it. (laughs) Just, just finish every comment with no offense, and then you covered. <laughs> there you go. No, you start it. No offense, but, and as soon as you put a but, it's it's, it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, uh, do I wit? I'm, I'm trying to figure out, like, do I want people to give me more constructive criticism? And if I do want that, then maybe I should just ask for it more, because I think you're, I think you're right. Like most people who have operating who have good social skills and don't want to offend you. Like won't just start giving out unsolicited advice willy nilly. So I think from the, from the asking for it point of view. Well, I'll say that every single person that listens can come to all my videos and comment good or bad as much as you want. Cause YouTube loves that algorithm. <laughs> right. And that's actually like, if someone were to ask me, Hey, would you like some advice on something? I would appreciate that because that ends up with three or four comments as opposed to like two. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and right. I do just a one more point. It, your relationship with the person matters. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Right. The, the more you know someone, the more you know whether or not you can just, hey, I was watching your latest video, X, right? Hey, even in the comments, like what happened to the audio at at three minutes? Cause it sounds like crap, right? Exactly. But maybe don't put that one public, but <laughs> right. <laughs> like, your, your relationship to the person really matters. If you're just commenting at someone you've never met, you've never had a conversation outside of the like couple comments on YouTube. You've never conversed with them. It's not the right place to start throwing out awesome things. But if you've had like a relationship with someone, you'll know whether you should know whether or not you can give them some constructive criticism. That's a great point. Mm. And it's why, it's why Grant can call say that uh, Ethan Carter looks like a nerd because they're friends. (laughs) God, I just wanted to get over that episode. I didn't want to like, I already apologized to him on Instagram about like for about, I don't know, 10 minutes straight. I just said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sure he, I'm sure everyone knows that you did not mean any harm yeah. by it. So it's funny. So then I was listening to a Because We Make episode and Vincent said, you look like a, I, I can't remember if it was a nerd or a goof or a, I can't remember exactly what he said, but he was like, in that picture where you were like, they were discussing him, like a picture that he had taken. He's like, you just don't look good. He's like, you need to get like a professional to come in and do some like real like portrait photography. And I was like, exactly. I, I my point is proven. It was like episode thought, like thirteen. I thought you were gonna say that made you feel like better that you weren't as harsh, but <laughs> you were just piling on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I felt better a bit, yeah, but I vindicated too. Nice. <laughs> um, sweet. Um, well, I think with that, we should move on to our clamp mendations. But before that, um, Adam, right before we started recording, Eden and I watched the first episode of The Boys. Ooh. It was good. I'm a big yeah. fan. It's so good. Yeah. So right off the yeah. bat, um, we noticed it was <laughs> clearly filmed in Toronto. Like I noticed a lot of landmarks very quickly. Uh, so it's cool. Like I'm pretty sure actually one of the bars they're shooting at, we're not positive, but it looks like a bar like right down the street from us. Nice. Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, maybe you can be in season three. Maybe. Yeah. 
Um, no, but it's <laughs> I'm like I'm I'm in. I think I like it more than she does. It's, it's a little more up my alley. Um, but like that's a lot of twists in one episode. Oh yeah, yeah. But so my um my wife has agreed to watch the first episode and see if she likes it, and then hopefully I can get her to watch the rest of the season. Um, but yeah, so she she's not really one into like gory things, but there's not really that much gore. There's some very big gore, and then the rest of the episode will be nothing. Exactly. It's like yeah. So like, there's like a, there'll be like gore for like a minute, and then like that's it. It's gone. Yeah. It's not like like a it's, zombie movie. Where it's not like watching a saw movie. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, it seems it's very tasteful, and it it's also seems to have like yes, pretty relevant. Relevant gore. Mm. I like it. Well, not the gore. I meant the show yeah. as a whole. But yeah, the gore is relevant as well. <laughs> um, yeah. All right, boys. What are your clamendations for this week? Oh, you're going first. Okay. I guess I'll follow my own rule. Um, so I wanted to uh, recommend our boy Ben Neiman at Make for Life Workshop. After are you sure that. it's not Nyman? I've never said it out loud, but I'm going to say, I don't know. Am I wrong? Tell no, me. It, this is me. He talked, this is about, me he talked about this in the Discord. This is me yeah, asking yeah. for advice. Yeah, he had like a whole thing because Vincent called him Nyman, and it's Neiman. And it's because Nyman is a famous football player, right? Because no, I wouldn't it, even know how to pronounce his name because I don't follow no. the NFL. Right. It's also I just Neiman. thought it was Bill Nyman. Okay, so Ben Neiman, Make for Life yeah. Workshop. Um, <laughs> he put out. Um, he had another video on his channel, but he put out uh, his first maker video in a while. And he came out swinging. It is, it's pretty awesome. He made a frame scroll saw art for his wife. It's um, sheet music, mod podged or uh, attached to a board because he changed it partway through the video with um, scroll saw letters overlaid and this really cool frame around made from old flooring uh, from a house that's very sentimental to them. Um, and he, you can tell he put a lot of effort into it. It's very tight, very nicely edited. Um, it's a, yeah. it's a really, really good video. And I think last I checked, he only had like 30 subscribers. So if you're listening, you're not subscribed to Ben, go live him, give him some love. Um, I can tell from this one that he's going to make some very high quality videos and yeah. he's a great guy. I've gotten to know him a lot over our makers on zoom, having coffee chats and he's got a lot to say. And I think he's got a lot to offer the community as a whole. Agreed a hundred percent. Hmm. all right i guess i'm next um so my recommendation this week is a guy i found last week no it was like two days ago um by the name of unnecessary inventions and it's such a random youtube like channel to have but it's like it's good so he takes he made like gloves fingerless gloves but they like made out of croc material like crocs so they look like crocs but they think oh, gloves. Seen that now and like, so like yeah so he literally just makes like things that you don't need um i don't know unnecessary inventions is pretty self-explanatory i can't really very interesting combinations of like materials and concepts that like you wouldn't expect kind of yeah. like hmm. yeah seems to have a thing for alligators hmm. too <laughs> yeah um, and I know that this, this, um, this episode doesn't come out for a week or well, almost a week, but I'm going to also recommend that everyone follow Denver Broncos because they're the best team and they're playing their first game of the season this week today. Actually, they're 40 minutes into a game now. What is that? Baseball? That's football. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Clearly the person here doesn't follow sports. (laughs) Uh, My joke went off perfectly. (laughs) So I have. And if any of you tell me the score before tomorrow, I'll kill you. Well, they won't. Denver Broncos are football. I just looked it up. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Okay. That's my whole joke was that I. It's that I don't care about. I thought the egg was on my face. Turned out the egg was on Grant's face. Well, it was. No, I was, I, I was saying that to you too. Yeah. 
I, I don't message me. Oh, the oh, I see. Okay. I'm going to do that immediately because I love ruining sports fans fun. Um, I'm not going to answer any discord for the rest of the week or the rest of the day. You got, you're already in the future. I don't understand. Like you're one day in the future. Yeah, but I can't watch. See, I, so I'm, I'm really weird when it comes to NFL, I will put it on and I will pause it. If I go to the toilet or anything, I watch the entire four hours without, like skipping any of it. So, yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. So my clamp mendation, <laughs> I have two because I was only, I was going to pick one and then I just said, you know what? I'm going to go with two. So the first, cause he doesn't really need a clamp mendation from us, but I, th- I, th- I loved the video and not for the invention that he did, but more for how he related with his kid um, was the Kids. triple bath. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, but like the, the yeah, it was a great video with Colin Furs. Um, he's obviously got like a billion subscribers, and he doesn't need my clamp mendation. But uh, just the way that he acted with his kid, and he even did the, like the joke about safety squints when the when he's welding, and his son doesn't have a welding thing, and his son is squinting, and I just went exactly. That's how I learned how to do stuff too. I just loved it. Nice. Um, and the second one was something that I just I was laughing about so much, uh, and it just came up randomly on Facebook. Um, and it's this like BBC Three uh, thing called Famalama or something like that, and they did this skit called "I'm Idris Elba," and it's it goes into like a little bit of a rap song at the end, but it's really funny. It's like Idris Elba going and doing ridiculous things like becoming a coffee barista. Or curing cancer, um, and it's just a really funny like comedy uh, sketch. Uh, I'm Idris Elba. Anyways, yeah, I was listening um, before we record. It at least has a great beat. I will give it yeah. that. I haven't listened, had a chance to listen to the whole thing. And those are my two clamp mendations. I'm Idris Elba. <laughs> Idris Elba. Anyways, all right. Well. With that, um, I messed up the order, so I will say now, big thanks to everyone who supports us on Patreon. Um, big shout out to Leroy at Big Rock Timberworks, who is our F-Clamp level supporter. Uh, anyone who supports us at that level will get shouted out at the show, and everyone at any level gets access to the after show, uh, which is always a good time. Last week we had, as Grant said, our best after show yet um, because our significant others came on and asked questions uh, in addition to all the questions we got from you guys. So, yeah, if you want more, go check it out over there. Um, I don't think we have any reviews this week. I guess people were a little intimidated um, with my amazing prospector accent last week. Yes. Well, they probably just heard it today because we're recording on the day the podcast went out. I can't yes. keep all these different timelines in my head. Are we talking today, today, or episode today? Well, well, like, I mean, yeah. So once you hear the prospector voice, you're going to want to – you can put any voice you want, and and Morley will do the voice. You don't actually have to be from somewhere to yeah, characters. Morley. Characters. Best to do characters. Yeah. That's the best way. Old pr- yeah. crotchety pr- prospector, awesome. So go if- and review us. If you need if you need ideas, um, I can do Liam Neeson from Taken. I'll give that a shot. I'll do Woody from Toy Story. I'll do um, I'll Keanu Reeves. Can you in do Matrix? You name it. Can you, you do, can you do the writing Reeves. that's in red that you're about? What was that? The writing in red that you're about to read. Can you read that in the Woody voice when when it's, when we're up to it? Ooh, because I want to hear that. Can I, you do Keanu from Bill and Ted though? I haven't seen Bill and Ted. I'm sorry. Really? I can see what? your face. <laughs> uh, thank. So, if anyone wants to be our new third member, <laughs> you know what? So, I'll, yeah. I'm going to bring the 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 DVDs with me when we meet up for our canoe trip and give them and give them to you, the same way that they were given to me, that so sounds, that someone that else can beautiful. can experience the joy. 
Hmm. All right. So as, as Adam requested, thanks TF turning for the theme song. I don't know. I don't know why I said Woody. I can't do a Woody voice. That's, (laughs) (laughs) that was, that was a big get. There's a snake in my boots. He's just yelling all the time. I don't know. Tom Hanks just talks like he does. There's a snake in my boots. There's a snake in my boot. See, it's just slight yellow. But you both say boot weird. Yeah, he's Tom Hanks is Canadian, so we say it like him. I didn't know that. Another undercover Canadian celebrity. All right, um, we're delving into uh, absurdity. Any other business, boys? No, I got some stuff for the after show. All right, sneaky. Um, Grant, where can people find you if they want? The Grant Alexander. Everywhere. Make it Mackie everywhere. And I am Morley Kurt everywhere. Spelt with an E, not a U. Yeah, there's two E's in oh. both of those names. <laughs> both of them together. I was, I was like, how do you spell Mer- Morley with a U? <laughs> Morley. Um, and you can find us collectively at Clampcast. Actually, everywhere now. Yeah. Um, and also to... I, I might have missed you actually saying it, but if you can't leave a review for some reason, you can always just message me on Instagram at the Clampcast or myself, your review. Yay. And if you want, if you don't want to leave a review because you're afraid of morally butchering wherever you're from, you can just uh, share the show. We would really appreciate that. Yes, very much. Definitely. All right. See ya. Bye. Bye. Penny just opened the 3D printer enclosure. Hang on. Okay. <laughs> it was impossible to tell, so I just I just chose him. Wasn't that the point of having the enclosure that she can't open it? Uh I'll be right back.